Hello and welcome to This Is A Token with your host Connie Monroe. Today I've got famous jewellery designer Alex Monroe coming in to talk to us a bit about some of the jewellery that he wears. Unfortunately his agents didn't pass on the message so he didn't bring anything with him so instead we thought we'd talk about anxiety for Mental Health Awareness Week. So with my great pleasure I'm not even saying anything now. I would like to introduce Can I just say Connie's gone red? <laughs> She's a thick going red. I can't talk this much on a podcast. That's why I'm always really quiet. Hello, Con. So we're down in Brighton. This is, I don't know if this is this is a token podcast or if it's just like recording. No, I just wanted to have a go. You did good. <laughs> After you started, did you wish you hadn't started? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to know that feeling because I do that every time. <laughs> I'm going to say we're just recording a little quick something because it is Mental Health Awareness Week. And I'm just looking it up on my phone. 15th to the 21st of May. And each year it has a different topic. And it's like special, it's our special subject this year. Yeah, I feel like we took a lot of boxes. Uh, we covered, of we've covered all the bases. This time it's anxiety. So where do we start with anxiety, Con? Mm. Oh my gosh, we've got so many stories. I'm thinking like, oh, can I tell you that story? Or can you tell that story? But we both have anxiety, right? Everyone has anxiety. For you and me, my worst one was when I had a panic attack on an aeroplane and I had to get off the aeroplane so I tried to get out of my seat and then I passed out and I like fell on everyone and I know everyone um. came to and uh, I say worst I've had some other embarrassing situations too when I've had panic attacks vomiting diarrhea situations <laughs> I bet I'm not getting into that no it's happened to me it happens to everyone I was just looking at the website I suppose anxiety is like normal everyone gets anxious about stuff and maybe the difference for some people like you and me is that our anxiety can stop a bit debilitating. yeah and it can stop you doing something or it can make doing something fairly impossible yeah so half the time when i say to you do you want to do this that or the other and then you will think oh what if i have anxiety and have a panic attack that i won't be able to do it yeah i don't really do a lot at the moment i do a lot more than i did before i can get on a train there's one train i can get on i recently had a panic attack in my friend joe's car on the way back from Suffolk. I'm claustrophobic, so I don't get in small spaces. Like, I don't often get on a plane without drugs. So <laughs> that sounded bad, like getting on a plane without drugs. It's like you're a smuggler no. or something. Because <laughs> you've got medication for your anxiety, don't you? Yeah, my world is small, but it's also, it's good. The world that I've got going, I would like to make it a bit bigger though, because bloody anxiety. I think with me, I can normally do stuff, but it doesn't half make it difficult. Was it with you recently? We were driving to the airport and then I had a panic attack. Yeah, we were both a mess. So like if our listeners listening, they don't know what a panic attack is because it's quite, I don't know, sometimes if you have your first one, it's quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of people think they're having a heart attack or they're dying or something, which I think makes sense. I was saying this yesterday, actually, because I went to get my nails done. First time ever, because I get too anxious. 
<laughs> she can't even get her nails done. So it's oh. that sort of situation where you're sitting down and you can't leave. So if someone's yeah. painting, I guess like you could leave, but then you know you wouldn't really want to because you're halfway through getting your nails done. Also, I get really sweaty when I get nervous as well, or when I'm about to have a panic attack and I don't want people touching me. So haven't done it, but I did it for my friend Tingy's birthday, and I was explaining to them after because I was in the middle of a conversation with someone and I was like I just have to stop talking because I can feel that my hands and my feet are going numb and when mm. my hands and my feet start to go numb I know that a panic attack's going to happen that's mm. the first thing there's a lot of other signs but that's one of the signs for me which is f- interesting I didn't really put it into words before that but I I almost had a panic attack this morning but I've managed to calm it down I went to the cafe got a coffee decaf only so I looked this up on mentalhealth.com org.uk and they have quite good statistics and advice and stuff so i suppose we'll put that link on the podcast page but i guess anxiety really does range doesn't it because there's certain things where you're just nervous about something and then that can go right up to a full-blown panic attack where something bad might happen and everything in between whenever you like think about doing something or someone asks you to do something how would you feel for you because you're not really working at the moment i suppose anxiety would play a big part in your factor as to whether you could work yeah i think that's one of the main reasons yeah i think it gets overwhelming on a day-to-day basis and i think i've just managed to get a handle on it in my daily life not working so i'm figuring out how i can incorporate work into that because i would like to be out and i would like to work more what we Um, need is more employers to understand mental health issues and it's accommodating so that um, yeah i think at the moment i wouldn't be a good employee because i have panic attacks often i get depressed a lot you had your short start job kickstart kickstart that was good that was good and i managed to balance my mental health with that work but that was about six months ago and I think it's taking the first step is hard. But the first maybe like well, 10 steps. Also, because you've done podcasts with me and then, and then you've got to come up to London and you've got to be there on time and you need to do a bit of research and you need to participate in the podcast. and Sit in a room that you can't really sit leave. Sit in a room that you can't run out. <laughs> any, you could, yeah, of course you could. You could but you, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, it's a bit rude. And so you, you do lots of good stuff like that. It's just, it's just that it's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? This thing about mental health in general, but then also anxiety. Have you figured out yet? Do you think it's like hereditary or how do you feel about that? Because I think you know, at least 40% of our family struggles with anxiety. There's a Monroe trait with anxiety, definitely. So I worry about that Panic disorder, um, anxiety disorder. with mental health because there's a bit of a history on my side of the family of dying by suicide, which is always a worry for me. And then also the anxiety. So there's particularly my sister Nikki has had quite a tough time of it. Just going to the shops and stuff has been a real problem. It's a weird mix, isn't it, of agoraphobia, claustrophobia. I've been both. You've got to collect the phobias. Yeah. So it can be a nuisance. I suppose that's been quite good for me because it's making jewellery. That's my kind of happy space, being in a workshop and making jewellery. And so I've been able to fit it in okay. And then also for me, it's been tied in because I've had some like physical health problems. So when, certainly when I was younger, I was in and out of hospital. So the two things seem to be tied together, like mental and physical health. We did a podcast and I was talking to 
Carrie Lloyd, who does a great podcast called Griefcast, and I had her on my podcast, and I was talking about how funny it is now in our family, because if you try and arrange something in our family, it's like someone will go, oh, no, I got therapy Wednesday morning, and then someone else will go, no, I got therapy Friday, and then someone will go, can we do it Thursday yeah. now, I got I therapy. This is really good. We're very lucky that we were able to, because it is expensive. I know a lot of people that would really like to do it, but it just doesn't quite fit. I know people like, that have done it. Can't. They've gone along for one and gone, that didn't work, and then they stopped. Anxiety, there's a lot of good help on the website, which we're going to put notes to. Connie, I'm just going to say to our listener, hope you're doing good. If you're having difficulty, there is good help out there. And plus, one of the problems with having difficulty is it plays tricks on your mind and it makes you think that you're on your own. And actually, you're not on your own because there's people out there that would like to help. Have you got any tips and hints? Somebody told me something once when I was in hospital about anxiety and it's like this is not going to come out right at all like you're walking in the dark and you're really starting to freak yourself out about the dark about all the things that you can see and like the coat on the back of the door looks like a monster and it really scares you everything looks like something different and you're getting really freaked out about it that the best way to deal with that is to recruit other people to come with you as you walk through this dark room so they can say to you, no, that's actually just a coat on the back of the door. Oh, I like that. That was a way nicer way of saying it, but I just have that image. So I think just, I'm very lucky with the people that I got in my life. It, it took time for me to understand my own anxiety and f- to then translate that to other people and how they could best help. I think we all are on that journey with that each of our own anxieties but I think talking to people and I think something that I'm trying to practice now is when I start feeling anxious just say I'm feeling anxious and I do start to feel a bit better but if I pretend that I'm not and keep pushing through it seems to erupt at some point. Yeah ignoring it isn't good is it but there was a time where you did think you were on your own and that was a very difficult time for you. Yeah, it's isolating. Mental, mental yeah, illness is problem. really isolating. So you've got to tell people, you've got, you've got, and I know this from personal experience, and almost you know that consciously that there are people, but you just don't feel it, and it's very lonely, isn't it? Either depression or anxiety and depression mixed together is, can be very lonely. But I think the kind of thing is just to try and take that first step to share and to talk about it and to ask for some help. And often that first step will then lead on to more steps. And that's quite a difficult one, the first step, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got anything like little tips perhaps for people what not to say? Because the one thing that really, really got me is people would say when I was really anxious and I wasn't able to do something because my anxiety or if I was having a panic attack, they'd always say, Oh, come on, what's the worst that could happen? It's all in your head. Yeah, that's annoying. And that is annoying because the worst that can happen is bad. The worst that can happen is worse. It's so terrifying. Things change and it ebbs and flows. Yeah, it does. But people say things like that. They're only trying to help, aren't they? But saying yeah, that- also saying that if I didn't have people that gently nudged me in the right direction and shook it out of me, I'd be in a much different position than I am now in my ability to do things. So that I think... It's good to listen to what people have to say. It might take some time for it to sink in. And I think you've got to do things on your own time. I think talking to Cariad, she said it only takes four seconds. When someone says something, she's talking more about grieving and death. It just takes four seconds. It's almost like you just need to count slowly to four. You, You just hear what they've got to say. And then you say, wow, thank you for telling me that. That sounds really difficult. And it's a bit the same with panic attacks. It's just listen and just go, okay. I hear what you say there. That sounds really tough. 
And then it's quite nice if they say, tell me what I can do and tell me if you need anything, that sort of approach. Rather than dismissing it, I never got on with that thing of dismissing it, like saying, oh, it's not real or nothing bad could happen or all that kind of stuff. Dismissing it as yeah. if it's not important. For me, always made it slightly worse. Yeah, that's my tips and hints. Thanks, listener. Mental Health Awareness Week. Check it out online and there's lots of good tips and advice. And there's really nice posters in, not nice posters, sorry, I've got the wrong word there. But on train stations now, they have posters saying from the Samaritans saying, yeah, you're not alone. Just ask a friend or this kind of thing. And you don't have to do these things alone. So I hope you're all good. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.